0: Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you too. You've let me down because you thought there was another box of mince pies in the cupboard.
1: I did. I, honestly, I was so much looking forward to eating them as well. Bringing some more mince pies onto the show.
0: I think we've got one left in that in this house and I'm kind of torn with... You know, is it too late? Where is it? Because there'll be some, <laughs> there'll be some, <laughs> there'll be some left in the shops. But you know, is it the wrong thing to do at this time of year?
1: It annoys. Do you know what annoys me? There's two things that annoy me about mince pies. People who say they don't like mince pies annoy me because why? How could you not like mince pies? And why are they not available all year? Yeah, absolutely.
0: And why? Why can't you get eggnog anymore either? I've never had eggnog. I've never had eggnog. They <laughs> <laughs> used to do in Starbucks. Used to get eggnog. Other coffee shops that are available. Eggnog lattes all the time, but. Not anymore. I'm not sure there are
1: other coffee shops available.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're taking taking over the world. Um, But yes, happy new year to you. Yeah, did did you have a good one? Uh, Very quiet new year. Yeah, we just uh, stayed in and watched Bridesmaids. But it was good. It's it's a good film. (laughs) It is a good film. (laughs) (laughs) Then at midnight, paused it, took the dogs out in the street, and it was just mad. I've never seen as many fireworks this year. There were too many. Yeah, there were too many. There were
1: too many. Of course, it was made better with the county winning at Altrincham. Indeed. Um, Four wins out of four against them with no goals conceded.
0: Absolutely. Fantastic. You know, so, you, you know, we sit here and we talk every week about what Jim says and what Jim's predictions are. And to be fair, when he sticks his neck out, and like he said, you know, this is where I want to be, this is the target. He wanted to be in, you know. What well, did he did he say second? Did he say third? He or did said he just third play? at the turn of the Th- year. Third at the turn of the year. When he sticks his neck out, he's very rarely wrong.
1: I, I couldn't believe it because he he said it in in the interview. You, obviously, you've sat in enough of the interviews that I've done with him over the years, and it's you know it was just around a very small table, uh, kind of like this one. We're looking right at each other, and he's he's going, um, "I want to be third by the turn." At the time, I think we were seven I think we were seventh, and it's hard for me to not show the. Are you sure? Look on my face. We, you know, we don't have to say that if we don't want. And he was quite open and, you know, telling me how he's going to do it and who, you know, where he where he thinks we can collect points and <clears throat> why why we shouldn't fear anybody. And other than a, a win away at Alfreton, everything he said uh, has come has come in. You know, we didn't get the win at Alfreton, but we've not needed it. We're still third uh, come the turn of the year. Um, so it's fantastic. So I'm I'm going to take my turn now to stick my neck out as we were just saying off air. Um, I'm going to predict, and to be fair, I did say at the start of the season, do have a tweet to prove it, um, we're going to win the league this season. I honestly believe now, especially if we get a win on Saturday against Bradford Park Avenue, we have every reason to believe
0: we can win this. There's certainly no reason, now having played everybody, you look at all those teams, there's nobody that County needs to be scared of.
1: No. um, I, I spoke to Jim Gannon earlier today. Um, because uh, of, of the, the the reason that we spoke about it before, which we'll speak about in a little bit, um, speaking with blossoms and, a, uh, and some news there. Um, I was speaking to Jim, and we, we just got talking about football as we do within about ten. He seconds You can't,
0: can't really. When, when we, it was interesting when we went out after the Legends Evening, and he, he we talked about a few other topics. We talked about his love for soft rock. Yeah, uh, but very rarely does <laughs> can he talk about anything else.
1: I was amazed actually that night because I asked him about something on the back of the soft rock topic. Um, I asked him about something on the pitch, and he told me to put the ball away. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I'd ever get told that, but um, but yeah, he loves a football chat. Yeah, and, and he he said exactly what you've just said. You know, are we going to come up against any 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 opposition stronger than we've faced already this season? You know, we've we've got to play everybody again near enough, um, but how many of those have strengthened? And he really believes in his set of players. You know, there's a lot of talk around this time of year about ins and outs, and County will be another club where the fans are talking about who's staying, who's going, you know, can we keep all the Jamie Stark? should we bring in another centre-half, do we have enough firepower, etc., etc. But how do you improve this team? At the moment, they are the form team of the division. If you go on the form table for the last five games, 10 games, 15 games, County are at the top of every one of those. So... (laughs) I. It's going to be a difficult ask to improve it and to strengthen it, um, which is why I believe we can go on and win this thing.
0: Well, uh, before you, we bring you the Blossoms news, and we've got some of our own awards for the uh, for the end of the year, um, let's listen to Chris's interview today with Jim.
1: Jim, we're back in from training. Chilly outside. We'll speak about the weather in a little bit. Let's talk about the football first. Another uh, impressive win on the road. The fans are now singing, we always win away.
2: Yeah, it was... Um... I mean, they're obviously enjoying the football away from home. Um, great crowds at uh, the weekend, uh, made it feel like a home game. But um, the players um, performing very well, especially away from home in the, in the last month or so. So uh, when you've been to more on a cold, wet night or Ashton or Tuesday night, um, the fans are expecting us to win. So uh, credit to the to the fans for turning up, but for the players as well for putting in a show, because everywhere you go now, you expect Stockport to put in a performance.
1: We've got a couple of games to pick over. Was saying off air, there was Alty, but of course, Kidderminster as well. You must have been delighted with your your points return.
2: Yeah, um, when we came out of the FA Cup, we realised we had nine games coming up in in less than 27 days, um, uh, culminating with Bradford on Saturday. Um, We obviously had a tough home game followed by four away games and then four games against teams above us in the league. So to, to have played three of those games all within seven days of each other... And to win all three and keep clean sheets is just a tremendous uh, return, really. I mean, almost perfect. Um, and you couldn't have asked for any more from the lads. Um, only thing we can ask for them now is to just to build upon that now And, and when we play Bradford and, and finish those nine games off in real style.
1: We're just saying off air, at the end of last season or going into this season, you were saying the thing you want to improve on is you want to start beating the teams above you. You, you know, that finished higher than County last season. That's got to be something much easier said than done. You've done it though. You've you've proven that you can do that when you address an issue.
2: Yeah, um, I think when you look statistically at the season, I think most, I think it's a little bit more open this season. And it was very competitive last year. You know, um, the top can beat the bottom, bottom can beat the top. um, It was that kind of season. But our stats generally against teams outside the top eight were excellent, uh, and we felt that that kind of form would continue into this season and keep us in and around the top 10. But if you're really going to make the breakthrough into the top echelons of the playoff spots or champions, then you need to be um, the main players when it comes to the the, the top six or seven matches. And, um, you know, we started off this season with tough games away at Southport Midweek and York, who we expected to be up there. But um, more recently, really, really good wins against Chorley, spending more away, Kidderminster at home, uh, Altshulham. So we, we've shown that it's not just um, not just turned the corner, we're really, uh, it's one of our best stats this year is our form against teams that have been or will be in and around the top seven.
1: Top of the form table for the last five, the last 10, the last 15. If there's one team that will fancy it though, it's Bradford Park Avenue because they're not goal shy this season.
2: No, I mean, if I was going to build Bradford up, um, the second in the league for a reason, um, some stats that fans might not realise is they've got the best away record. They've scored in every single league game this season, um, and they're the top goal scorers. So those three things in themselves um, deserve respect. Um, Marquez's team set up in a particular way. Um, you know they don't concede a lot of ground. They, they're quite. They'll have a low line. They'll try and play. They've got good counter attacking ability with the the fast leggy lads they have up front. And they've got good set plays, so all those attributes will will make them a difficult team to break down here at Edgeley Park. And um, and plus, if you look at our current form and their current form and where they are on the league table, I think they'll want to keep us at arm's length and um, potentially play for a draw and look to nick a win. So it's going to be an extremely tough game, a real challenge for our lads, but it's something that we've talked about, we've been building up to over the last, um, as you said, five, 10, 15 games, and... Um, we're at a good stage now, and it's a you know first home game season of of the new year, and what a cracking game to start the year off with.
1: The fact that county have had so many games so thick and fast against high level opposition has that raised the level within the squad. Now that they're used to playing the high level opposition week in week out, more you know more than once a week as it's been recently, are, is our level now higher going into a game like Bradford?
2: I think uh, I think for throughout any stats you look at whether it be the 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 physical output of the lads uh, the exertion rates everything all the things that we record you look at the the games the goals the points all the stats are going up so we have been moving forward um I'd like to think that the work we do on the training ground uh, whether it be over two days or three days builds up and builds up and improves teams and um, improves players and and if players work really hard at the game in training and matches, then they're going to get better. So that all the stats and all the indicators are we, we are heading in the right direction. A real tough challenge for us on Saturday because uh, we're playing one of the teams that's been, if you like, one of the benchmark sides in this division, one of the teams that's leading the league um, and have been for quite a while, with them and Chorley. So, um, but it's, uh, it's a game that if we win, we're going to put ourselves in that category with the likes of them. Um, uh, again that that will bring its own pressures but initially all we're concerned about is just maintaining our own form being consistent in what we're doing uh, all the habits of hard work uh, organisation tactical discipline mm. and just sheer commitment and sense of purpose about what we're doing uh, should see us continue with the kind of form we're showing
1: You mentioned in your post-match after uh, Altrincham about the lads working to 10 out of 10s in in their efforts and in, in their the game ratings has that contributed significantly you think to the clean sheets which then provide you a, a, a building block if you like to go on and win the game
2: yeah just for clarification on the um the scoring and um, this is i mean obviously we have our physical measurements that are provided by the gps data from the player tech system um which you know helped help fund this year and it's been a useful aid to us to understand where players are physically whether they're improving whether they're perhaps falling behind when they're injured, where they're at. Um, the, the, the perceived exertion rates, um, it's just how the players felt, how hard the game was, how, how much effort they had to put into the game. And, um, you know, um, Saturday, Tuesday game was the first time we've had more tens than any other number. Um, but I think that's not just a culmination of the efforts they put in that game. I think that's been a build-up of fatigue and effort from two previous games as well so the scores have been going up from eight to nines to ten um, but as I said to the players when they came in against um, Ultraman they were extremely tired and in, you ask players how they feel physically they, they feel shattered they feel exhausted but then you ask them how they feel psychologically and they're related and um, feeling brilliant and I, and I, I always say you, you, you don't get one without the other unless you put that effort in and put that graft and give everything out on the pitch then you're not going to get those results so Um, And the efforts the players have put in the last three games has has brought maximum points. Uh, But that maximum points comes at maximum effort. So this week is, well, this one session we've had on for tonight, it's just all about the recovery of players and um, being mindful of all the other players that need to get extra work done. So credit to the staff to just balance all those things out. But the idea is just really about preparing the lads physically and mentally for the next game. And then we go again. Uh, and hopefully we can reach those heights of exertion and effort and get the same sort of results.
1: Speaking to the lads in in recent weeks at at games and at training, they're all talking about what a strong community sense there is in there. Everyone's pulling for each other. They're all banding together, if you like. And that camaraderie is vital.
2: Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, when when you're winning games and things are going well for the majority of players, then sometimes it's easy to have that mood. But I think... um, this is something that the the lads work on, you know, whether it be the, the little pre-season outings, the get-togethers that they have, and, and just really the the they're, they're all, you know, as I said last year, I think I made a big deal about wanting to bring in good players, good professionals, but also good people. They're all good people, and they're all mutually supportive. They all know what they want to achieve at the club, and they all want to know what they want to achieve for the club. I think what we also work really hard on is the players are heavily involved in. In the community, lots of lads work within schools for the club. Uh, they come to the you know, the junior supporters events. And I think recent games where they've been able to sort of mingle with fans at the end of matches and, and enjoy a kind of interaction of success, whether that be Oval or Barnet, just really helps create a bond. So it's a very good team bond, a very good squad bond, and a great club bond at the moment. And um, like I said, um, I'm, that's something that I've always believed in. I've always lived in the town you get to know the people, they get to know you, uh, you have a lot more time for them, and they have a lot more time for you and I think that just only helps build a brilliant spirit around everything and I think any club, whether a team that's at the bottom of the second division or or trying to be at the top of the conference, no, you don't achieve anything without uh, everybody bringing out the best spirit within the club.
1: Looking at Bradford then and the squad, how are the boys looking? Any fitness worries? That you, any concerns?
2: Yeah, well, there's a few There's a few concerns. Um, Obviously, we've still got uh, an ongoing issue with Sam Walker, but given the current strength of the squad, we're not going to push him harder this Saturday, But so I'd expect him to be fit for the following game. Um, and the only real de- problem we had was um, Jake Kirby. Um, I didn't realise during the game that he got such a heavy knock on his foot. It um, continued, and he, he was brilliant. The effort he put in, in the final 20 minutes when he was the number nine was exceptional, and then when he came off and took his butt off, it was heavily swollen. So he's at the set out tonight's training session. And um, again, um, it'll be desperate to play, but just see how the the game ready and the treatment goes and see if we can get him right. Um, but that's the only one that um, we're just a little bit concerned about. But uh, everybody else, fighting fit. Um, you know, we've got a good, strong squad at the moment. Um, players seem to be able to, as we've seen in the Kidderminster games, players seem to be able to step off out of the squad and into the first team um, and on off the bench early on in games and still be able to to meet the standards of everybody so um, healthy at the moment and um, we'll have a good strong squad going into the game and uh, like I said um, just uh, we might have to wait to the last minute to decide on Jake's fitness.
1: Just finally if we win on Saturday and surely lose with three points off the pace at the top of the league snapping at the heels of, of the top position is that the motivation that the players need to, to go out and get the points?
2: Um, I, I don't, of course, I mean, you'll get, you've got the odd player, like me and Peter Ward used to be like that all the time when we were playing about all the permutations, Steve and this and we we, we, we smelt every and what was going to happen and there's other players who, I wouldn't say any of them don't know where we are in the league and, and how many games we've played or who the opposition on Saturday, but there's other players who just take the game as it comes. So I think, um, you know, either way, I think both are very important approaches. We've got to know the importance of the game, the value of it brings uh, but also that we just take one game at a time um, you know we know that if we put in a good performance and give everything then we'll get out of the game what we deserve and that's the most important thing um, and if we can take maximum points we can sit at the end of five o'clock um, when we're, we're just winding down for the game and then reflect on where that's put us and um, but the one thing I will say to everybody at this stage is that there's a long way to go regardless of what happens on Saturday there's uh, there's there's an 18 games there's loads of FA Trophy matches to be played yet there's a lot of football to be played um, and what we have to be mindful of is getting everything right for Saturday but getting it right for the next game and the game after that and doing everything right and if we do everything as well as we, ha- we can and as professional as we can and stay as strong as we can for the next four months then uh, what we want to do is be in this position or better come the end of the season
1: Jim all the very best for Saturday
2: thanks so much
0: Chris and Jim there, uh exchanging football banter as usual. <laughs> but no, he's very focused and you and that's what you would expect. And I I going back to what we were saying before, one of the key things for me is the amount of goals that are not going in. You know, was it one goal since the start of December? Um, we've got we've, a couple. It's, it's people would solidity is amazing.
1: People were daring to mention now the nine games, um, you know, the league record of nine games, all wins, no goals conceded. County are currently on three games with uh, wins with no goals conceded in the league. And um, there was three conceded over the month of December. Uh, and that is a defence that has completely shut up shop. I was speaking to Sam Minahan about it. Um, a couple of weeks ago, after um, after one of uh, one of the games at home, and he was saying that's where they're building from. Now you always hear about teams building from the back, but I think Ash Palmer has come in and he's improved a lot since the start of the season. Uh, I think he's improved having Jamie Stott next to him as well. You look at the the fullbacks, Dan Cowan, Sam Minihan. They've been hold. They've you know they've been locking it down on the right. They they top and change between the two really over the course of the season. But both of them have been have been fantastic. They've upped their game this season the one man who's up to his game phenomenal level is Scott Duxbury on the left hand side he's you know he doesn't look it when you see him he doesn't look the strongest of people but he just he loves the physical battle because he knows he can win them he's such a powerhouse now at the left back area we're shutting teams out when you've got Ben Hinchliffe in goal you know one of if not the best keeper in the division and all the shots that are coming at him from in front of the back line because teams can't break him down, he'll swallow them up all day. You know, you shoot at 25 30 yards, it's got to be a very good shot to beat Ben Hinchliffe. So, I think the defence, you're right to say they've shut things down um, superbly. But what they're doing on top of that is they're transitioning the play. They're not just a wall that you can't get past, they're, then, they're thinking about the passes. James Stott, in particular, his distribution is incredible. Sam hen and Scott Duxbury providing the assists, the cross uh the crosses into the penalty area. So they're transitioning the play out from the back as well as um keeping the ball away from their own goal, which I think is terrific work. Um you, again you've got to look at the manager. He's one of these managers, you look at Alan Armstrong, for example at Blythe, who was a striker, and they've you know, he's gone in with the mentality of you can concede um if you want, because we know we're gonna score more than you. Whereas Jim, very much the other way, he's built from the back. We haven't scored as many goals as some of the other teams, but we're just not conceding.
0: And But do you think, you know, you stuck your neck out, you said County can win the league. You believe they will win the league, will personally. The league, yeah. Do you think we'll have to score more goals to do that?
1: Probably. Probably. I think that will be something that Jim will have looked at, you know, in terms of areas of improvement. We spoke about it at the top of the show. <clears throat> How do you improve what is... Close, I'm not going to say perfection, but it's you know, it's on that path, it's very, very good football. How do you improve the top of the table form? And you think, well, the obvious answer is look in both boxes, concede less goals, score more goals. We're not conceding any, so you can't concede any less than none. So you think, okay, next logical step is to to score more. Now, the two Johnnies, John Whelan and John Kieran, were speaking at the weekend um, about. Frank Mulhern, probably being the most improved player in county squad. Now, go along with that. I didn't really rate him, as we spoke about earlier in the season, um, on a consistency level. I thought he showed glimpses of, of real class. But we didn't do it often enough, whereas now he's doing it every game. Um, I don't think we're going to see him replaced. I think that's why Niall Bell's been kind of pushed to the fringes a little bit. See him on the bench, and he only gets 10 minutes here and there now. Um, so I don't think you replace him. So I think you look at that attacking trio that kind of sit behind him, and you think, well, Jake Kirby, very left sided, can we start maybe bringing him more central? Matty Wobson out the left, use that a bit more fluid. Adam Thomas, is he contributing enough? Well, he's one of the standout players at the moment. So, one of, you know, there will, the will have to be some indication of goals going up, whether it's different personnel, different way of using the personnel we currently have, I don't know. But if you're going to win the league, and I think we will do, yes, in answer to your question, we will need to score more goals.
0: So, just before we move on to look at 2018 as a calendar year, Altrincham got to be sick at the sight of county. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was saying, um, we I was at the game, uh,
1: there was actually quite a musical turnout in the crowd that day because John Whelan and John Kieran were doing the commentaries. I, I took it upon myself to go and get in among, uh, amongst the county faithful behind that goal. The incredible turnout that Altrincham somewhat pitifully tried to uh, make out on their own social <laughs> accounts. Was uh, half and half, there was actually just more Alteringham fans and county fans. Not having that, (laughs) not having that even slightly Um, for their record turnout over the past 49 years. um, You know, there was at least 2,000 county fans there, easily. Um, And I was in there, Charlie from Blossoms was in there, my drummer uh, from Level 7 event, Tom, he was in there, Uh, the Mantels were in there as well. So a great musical turnout. And um, we were saying, they must hate us. Out okay. Alt- must absolutely hate us because before we played them, they were above us in the league. They were looking really good. They'd um, scored more than more than anybody else in the division, uh, and they were a real high flying team. They were a team on you know who were improving and getting better. Uh, since then, we played them four times, not conceded in any of them, and beaten them in every single game. I find I find it absolutely incredible and a testament to the squad. Uh, you know how they've how they've improved over the course of the year um and they just Altringham looked devoid of any answers you could tell by the body language of the players very quickly into that game as, as soon in fact as soon as matty Wobson put County ahead maybe it was just the nature of the way they conceded uh, the poor lad for Altringham took one right in the bread basket on a cold day <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> County go and score from it <laughs> yeah. you couldn't have felt any sicker but um they just didn't look like having anything. They put a bit of pressure on towards the end of the second half, but no, nowhere near the amount required. If you're serious about getting up the table, Ulster are going to have to improve, and I think County have they've put an absolute clinic on. And like you say, Altrincham will never want to hear the name Stockport County ever again, I'm sure.
0: Before we look back at some of our highlights of 2018, Chris also managed to grab a quick interview tonight at training with Adam Thomas.
1: Adam, it's a bit chilly, but here we are after training. Uh, looking good at the moment, a very good win at the weekend. Camp's got to be buzzing.
3: Yeah, everyone's on a high at the moment and, you know, why not? We're, we're playing really well with a form team in the league and we shouldn't be fearing anyone uh, Fearing anyone at this point. It's Bradford Park Avenue uh, the
1: weekend, they're flying high themselves. Coming off the back of a defeat, you say we don't fear them.
3: Can we go and beat them? Absolutely. I don't see why not. Uh, we're going to have a massive crowd there at Edgeley Park, which is going to be you know a tr- tremendous atmosphere. Uh, we went there earlier on in the season. We weren't playing our best football, and you know we could have came away with a one nil win. But obviously that was one one. So I think the way we're playing at the moment, we're playing so much better. Uh, we're more drilled, more organised. You know, we, we're just going to take the game to them and you know just look after ourselves. What, what's changed in recent weeks? Why has the form come so much better? Uh, I think the lads are just believing in what the gaffer's trying to do here now. Um, everyone, you know, you can see the partnerships forming around the pitch. Um, everyone's working together as a unit, so we're not just playing as defence attack. We're slipping and sliding and we're, we're coming across. We're, I think we know how to hurt teams more now and we're shutting up shop a lot more. And you can see that with like the, you know, our goal record. I think your game's come along quite a lot this season, it'd be fair to say. You're one of
1: the first names on the team sheet, it seems, at the moment. How happy are you at the minute?
3: Yeah, I'm really happy. Uh, just trying to do my bit for the team and you know help out. Um, obviously, I do my attacking duties and my defensive, so it's just a matter of getting that balance. Sometimes I like to, if I can, try and get more forward, but sometimes it's not always an option depending on where we play, but I'm, I'm happy to, to contribute in where I can. Does it
1: give you more confidence knowing that you've got players around you like Jake, like Elliot, like Matty, Frank and Nal? In those attacking positions, there's just so many players that you, you can play off and you can play around.
3: Yeah, so obviously when the ball goes up to them, I'm more confident that I can spring from my shape and they're going to secure it for me. And equally, I know that Keno, uh, Bully, Sam Walker, they're just going to fill in for me, so it's it's good. We look at those
1: players that you just mentioned there. Around the camp, we seem to be good in every position a lot of clubs are saying about players in players out it's the time of year for it but county
3: I don't think they need anyone do they? Uh, no I, th- I think the lads are playing fantastic and you know the gaffer's got confidence and we've got confidence in each other and you know we just need to keep this form going and keep the momentum because it's massive in these leagues and you know you can see on any day that anyone can beat anyone um, but at the moment I fancy our chances against anyone in the league. I would say this without giving too many secrets away. <laughs> What's
1: it like in the dressing room when we're coming away from another win, another win against Altringham, or another win a- against whoever? Th- it's got to be buzzing.
3: Absolutely, yeah. The, the lads are just high and flying. We just need to keep that belief and keep doing things right. Um, it's it's a tough period over Christmas, and you know, like the gaffer said in in other things, you know, we've been professional. We've been in. Everyone's applying themselves the right way, and if it's not up to speed, like even in the warm ups, and that the lads are getting into each other, saying, you know, we need to lift it, and. It's it's good because on, on the on the obviously game day you can see that. It's a new year, Adam. Is this the year that we lift the Vanarama National League North Time? <laughs> I'm confident. <laughs> I just need to. Uh, I just need to keep going, take every game as it comes. You know we can't look too much into the future, but we just need to keep putting uh, points on that leaderboard. Excellent, top stuff, mate. Cheers. So
0: to start, you know your your campaign for winning the league. Tough one on Saturday. Promotion rivals, but will be a really good tester as to how how good County are and how good County are looking for the for the rest of the season with Bradford Park Avenue, who are always putting a good performance at uh, Edgeley Park.
1: Yeah, they always seem to frustrate County. When they, you know, there's been so many times over the past where they've just nicked to one nil or drawn nil nil, and you think when well, we really should have won it. And it typified at their place earlier in the season, you know, Callum Mantak, who coincidentally played against County. Uh, for the for Altrincham at the, uh, last week. You know, getting his pocket picked uh, in the last couple of minutes of the Bradford game, seeing them go and equalise. Well, if it wasn't for Geisley beating them at the weekend, they'd be up there in the form table as well, because they're a team who've really come on since Chorley began to drop points. Bradford have flown up uh, and claimed that top spot, albeit they were knocked off it at the weekend by Coyote De Jay nonetheless, for Geisley, which I always knew he'd play a little bit of a role in us winning the league. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, they're a very, very tough team. Um, they're a team that will fancy, you know, if you speak to their Bradford Park Avenue live podcast, if they have one, their guys will be saying they can win the league. Um, because why wouldn't they think that? They've got very attacking players. They've got a good county contingent in there. Gianluca Haven, who, of course, is suspended for this game, big loss for them. But they've also got Mark Ross. They've also got Ollie Johnson. They've also got Ben McKenna. All of whom the county faithful know are very, very good players. Um, they can all do you some damage. They can all put you under, and I think County are going to have to be at the at the very top of the game. But I, I'm still not worried. Even if Bradford score first, I'm I'm not worried um, because County have got a game plan at the moment. It's when you see the whole team playing in sync, the way Jim Gannon has been speaking about. You know, if the ball moves forward on the right hand side and the right hand side moves up, you see the left side drop back where they need to, and the players push out. They all know the role. They all completely understand. Um, where their, where the you know, their colleagues are, and where they should be, um, and I just, unless Bradford have something that I've not seen them do before, I can't see any reason why a County shouldn't take three points from this.
0: So um, you were talking about Charlie from Blossoms. You've uh, heard some interesting news on the grapevine.
1: Yeah. So um, Blossoms are going to be. They, they've made a donation of five hundred pounds to uh, help the Hatters. Which um, fantastic. It, it's it. These guys are just doing everything right at the minute. <clears throat> um, the music is something that they've, you know, they've been crafting.
0: They're the Stockport County of the pop world. They're just doing everything right at the moment. <laughs> they, they are.
1: <laughs> they really, really are. You know, their, their music is something that they've been working on for many years. You know, um, I've known the lads for a while. They've all had different projects over the years, but Blossoms is something that's really obviously stepped on they, they, you know they're doing great things the world over now signed to a great label working with the, you know supporting big big bands Cortinas Roses etc um, but the, the one thing I really like the, th- the thing that makes me a little different is how grounded they are you know Charlie like I was saying was at the game the other week the amount of times we've seen Tom and Joe come and join us in the press box and just to say hello and Go for a beer after the game with them because they're part of Stockport. They, you know, they, every stage they go on. Well, you know, we're from Stockport. we from when it's so easy to say we're from Manchester, as so many others do. They don't. Now, I, I had a good chat with Charlie this morning, and he actually told me things I didn't know about about him and Blossom. You know, he, he was saying he was mascot for Jim Gannon's testimonial against <laughs> Manchester Blimey. City all those years ago, and you know that was a kind of um, a moment of, of where he fell in love with the club. Um, he was talking about his his connection with his granddad John Fitzpatrick, who works with Help the Hatters and you know created this wonderful museum within Stockport county, where you can see shirts and the you know and uh, memorabilia and artifacts from all over the world from journeys that county have gone on uh, you know in in years gone by and it, it, it's a it's a remarkable effort and I think stuff like that resonates with with the guys from blossoms and um it's, it's a great honour for them to to put the honour to, to put the money into the foundation. I in no way represent it, but I've worked closely with John. I've worked closely with Blossoms and with County over the years, and I can see, I can see the good things that they're talking about when they put so much money in. So, I <laughs> I must admit, I did miss here. When John first told me they were putting 500 pounds into the club, I thought he said 500 grand.
0: <laughs> well, blimey, me, they are doing well.
1: Uh, well. I said that to Charlie this morning. He said, "Let them do a couple more gigs at Edgeley Park in the next few years, <laughs> and they'll um, they'll see what they can do." But uh, a really great set of lads and a really great thing to do.
0: Yeah, great, great set of lads. That, you know, as you say, always do a lot for the town, do a lot for the club, and help the Hatters is fantastic as well. So, support Blossom, support, help the Hatters. Um, Now, let's look at 2018. I've got three questions for you, three favourites that you can pick out across the calendar year. Um, What was your favourite goal in 2018? So we're looking this season or the end of last season. It's a great question. Um, and there are so many. And not not the best, from. but you know, one that that you kind of sticks out for you.
1: Um, there's so many to pick from. I remember Scott Duxby scoring to put County guaranteed in the playoffs against Chorley towards the end of the season. Um, which you know, it was just one of those that, that meant you were in the playoffs, guaranteed. You were there. Um, all right, it didn't play out, but that that was a real moment. The Jimmy Ball goal that everyone seems to be speaking about against Bradford in the last minute. Um, was uh, another really great moment and uh, uh, what to enjoy. The team has tried to kill a game so badly, but for me, and it's not going to be the the choice that everyone has picked but it's the Matty Warburton goal from the weekend uh, against Altringham because it typifies exactly everything that's about Stockport County at the moment uh, we're working together as a team it's the most recent so it's easiest to describe but for me it shows that we've started 2019 the way we ended 2018 on a winning run with a clean sheet um, so the best one for me might be cheating a little bit cause it's New Year's Day but I'm going to say Matty Warburton you can cheat you know, they talk about <laughs> that in football
0: these days don't you, you know players cheating yeah, being well, in I've a certain cheated, position yeah. and they're not you know um, Here's an interesting one for you. Obviously, at this level, it's a bit of a merry-go-round. You know, players come and go, and they come back to clubs and stuff. Like that over this year, again over that 2018 kind of year, who's been your favourite return to the club? Um, it's Paul Turnbull.
1: Uh, <laughs> um, this the, the easiest answer in the world, although <laughs> it might have taken me a yeah. minute to get there. Um, I think Paul coming back has been. His talent on the pitch is is unquestionable, but the things he does around the ground, around the club, you know, getting involved with the juniors and the fans and leading the players by example. Um, But the best return on top of that are all the guys that came to the Legends night. Um, You know, Mickey Flynn, Peter Ward, Michael Raines getting involved. Um, We're we're quite lucky as a club to have those guys come back. On the pitch, it's got to be Bully, you have to say Paul Turnbull. Um, But Everyone who was involved with the legends, I'm going to class them as returning as well. I'm just, I'm serial cheating in this.
0: <laughs> no, but that's all right. You know, you can do that. You know, there's no. It's only rules of thumb. You know, they're not hard and fast rules. But I think, <coughs> but I think that it's one of the things that, you know, as I said in the Legends Club, has, has made me very fond of this club, is the way people attach themselves to it. And it seems to be, you talk to those legends there, and it's like once you play you know you've, you're a county player it's not something that you, you know, even do you go somewhere else it, it, it kind of stays with you so I think that's a pretty good choice so you can go for a player here it doesn't matter if you or you can go for anybody you like but who's who's an unsung hero for you who's around at the moment?
1: Uh, Stockport County I think an unsung hero um, is Dave Conlon the assistant manager Jim Gannon gets all the plaudits he gets and rightly so he does a, a hell of a lot for the club. Uh, tactically, he's incredible. He's, he's one with the fans, etc. Um, the players get all their plaudits, but one man who's in the middle of all that is Dave Conlon and the staff around him: Nick Donnelly, uh, Luke the, the physio, Luke Smith. Um, those guys, what they do in and around the club, they allow that that whatever you call it from the training ground, you know, they, they allow that those tactics to blossom. They allow that uh, formation to play because the players need to be kept fit. You know, one thing that Jim Gannon speaks of all the time is um, the injury ratio is is well down on any other club. We just don't get that many injuries, and that's because of the condition that the players are kept in. The mentality, you know, Jim Gannon is very vocal, shall we say, from the from the touchline. A lot of players, it has been picked up on over the years. They they react to it sometimes on the pitch. They don't like hearing it all the time. But one man has got a. Be that buffer, if you like, the communication in between the, the gaffer and the players, and I think Dave Conlon, Nick Donnelly, and Luke Smith are the guys who do that incredibly. They, you know, they they take what the manager instructs, they translate it to the players, they keep them fit, they keep them wanting to get fitter, wanting to improve. We've seen the levels of County, you know, go from go from here. He says, um, looking at like his mid yeah, it's very good for uh, audio up, up yeah, to yeah. hear so about his, his shoulder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you know, um, because that it's those levels that do that it's, it's that jim is jim is a great fountain of knowledge but that knowledge has to be distributed properly and i think the team around him nick dave and luke do that um in abundance so the unsung heroes are those guys
0: uh, yeah absolutely and at a club of this le- level there isn't a lot of money so you're asking a lot of people's time and the time that those guys put in for very little money is absolutely incredible it's invaluable and, you know we we'll, uh, We'll have a drink to them for that for 2019. And lastly, on Christmas Day, you WhatsApp me and talked about Exploding Kittens. What's oh, so good about Exploding Kittens? Oh, it's
1: a great game. Oh, it's such a fantastic game. We'll have a game of it on air. Okay. We? Um, it's a card game set up by the guys who, uh, some of the guys from Marvel. All right. Okay. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it's about, uh, not, not literally, we should say no animals were ever harmed. <laughs> um, you know, this is, it's about as harmful to animals as a vegan sausage roll. Um, it's it's not going to do it's it's all um, in theory, but it's it's a card game. It's very very funny and it's really
0: worth a go. Well, yeah, we'll give it a game of live on air. um Happy New Year from me and, and from me.